You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard, and this is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with Aaron Butler, Stephen Williams, and Jocelyn Reed of the Crossing the Street a festival of many voices. Welcome, one and all, to our little show. Thank you very much for talking with us today. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. welcoming Thank us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited that we finally get to do this. Yes. And I know the festival is coming up soon, and there are so many questions. Uh, let's start with Stephen, who is the self-proclaimed facilitator of, uh, of, of said event. Let us know what's the event about and uh, what can what are the kinds of things we can sort of look forward to seeing here. Great. Uh, thank you for having us, first of all. It's Absolutely. a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, this has been a, a project of faith, I think, in many, many ways. Mm. This came about, started in a conversation on August 29th back in 2020 between Jocelyn Reed and myself. Kind of birthed out of the Black Lives Matter movement that happened during the summer. We're all very, very, very familiar with. And Jocelyn had a dream one night after Chadwick Boseman's passing and everything else that came out of that summer that uh, Jocelyn came up and said, I want to do something. I want to do something that helps our black actors in our community find their voices and have a, a means to express themselves in a, in a meaningful way. And uh, she had brought forward a specific play, uh, Twilight Los Angeles 1992 by Anna DeVere Smith, okay. uh, which is about the, the beatings after the, uh, the beating of Rodney King back yeah. in 1992. Okay. And I was familiar with the play. I love the play. I love her writing. And we, I was very intrigued. The faculty was very intrigued. Uh, unfortunately, the, the rights had been taken so there, I think there's something that's in the works, bigger film or something. Oh, uh, we were unable to get the, okay. the rights. So I reached out back to Jocelyn. I said, we want to support you. Um, that's how I feel as a, as a middle-aged white man. That's the way I feel that I can support my students, our students as a faculty. So we started down this path of what, what can we do? Well, how can we support you? And they, we came up with this idea, Jocelyn mainly, came up with this idea of let's create a festival of black voices, of, of BIPOC voices. I love it. And it's it's turned into, I'm just so proud of these students. Um, the legwork that they have done to put this together, uh, it, it's pretty astounding. And I'm really looking forward to, we're going to Tech this weekend for the show that opens next, with previews next Wednesday, and it'll run all the way through March 13th. And now's the time I'm as facilitator, whatever my title is now, whatever hat I'm wearing today. Um, it's just an opportunity for us to stand back and watch the students really do what they've been trained to do. And that's just to carry forward and share these wonderful stories. Well, and I'm anxious to hear about Jocelyn's dream on how this came about that kind of fits yeah. into what Stephen just said. Do you want to share that dream, Jocelyn? Yeah, I can, I can do that for you. Um, I think Stephen did a pretty good job of just, I feel like Looking back on my dream, I've sort of built this up to be like, and I rode in on a unicorn and Chadwick Boseman looked me in the eye and with the voice of God said, um, but it was really just more like a dream about UNO producing Twilight Los Angeles because mm -hmm. 
when I do monologues for any audition, that's like the first book I go to. It's a book of monologues. She interviewed uh, shopkeep shopkeepers and and people on the streets, you know, citizens of Los Angeles during this really pivotal moment in their history. And from those interviews created this piece of theater. And I just thought, especially in Omaha with the death of uh, James Scurlock in 2020, and, and like Stephen was saying, Black Lives Matter. And that was just such a emotionally charged season of my life, summer of 2020. And mm. Stephen, one day in practicum, just mentioned, you know, if you have any ideas for our spring semester, just let us know because we're really looking to to do things that students are are passionate about. And right. I was really passionate about that. I wanted to include Black people, you know, Indigenous people, Latino people, just anyone who feels isolated and felt frustrated during that time and, and to an extent still feel that way with things that continue to happen in our society today. So, yeah, I mean, I'm super stoked. It's crazy to think Stephen said August 29th of 2020 was when we first started having this conversation and it's happening next week. Like that just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time coming and you've worked really hard for it. And, you know, just just to say you're not alone, and, mm-hmm. and these voices are not alone. There are so many people that are standing with you that may not look like you, but they are standing with you, and we're just so happy to be able to talk about it today. So you are co-producing it, Jocelyn, and Aaron mm-hmm. Butler is also co-producing it. Yes. And talk a little bit about Aaron, and what is your role in this so far? Yeah. Uh, so I'm co-producer. Uh, I've become an actor. It's funny. Um, actually, Jocelyn messaged me and she's like, hey, do you want to co-produce this thing? And me being me, I read that as assistant producer. So I was like, yes, of course. And then, <laughs> and then it uh, happened happened to be a co-producer i was like oh i i have to step up even more <laughs> well that's a, that's a lot step more up work. you did step up you did you've oh, done such a good job thank you but yeah uh and um now i am an actor in it i uh, i wrote a spoken word piece i actually started writing it before this and then um it's really interesting how now it's it's become this thing that's going to be seen by the public and not just in my thoughts in my <laughs> yeah, little journals sure um, yeah. and yeah, now, and so you are performing the piece that you wrote or someone else performing the piece that you wrote so now i'm performing the piece that i wrote okay as okay. myself which is very interesting yeah. and it was for my grandpa who passed away hmm. um he was a soldier uh, or he was a ve- uh, vietnam veteran and mm-hmm. he basically taught me everything. And the piece that I wrote personally was about, uh, it's called Who I Am. And then it's about not knowing where, you know, black and brown people might not know where their last names come from. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting enough to write about. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and very personal. Yeah, and so it's a story completely from your point of view as you. Just yeah. a, 
Very personal. Okay. That's all I'm going. That's all I'm going to give away about that. Okay. Yay. Yes. Fair enough. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> so, how many plays did you and Jocelyn have to read from other writers, or how did that process? Work? The submission process and all that. So basically, we tried to get writers from around the city and. People were kind of finicky, like maybe, uh, maybe I could, maybe I could have the time. And I'm just like, I, can I do this with a hundred different people? I don't know if I can get around to all those people. Okay. Um, and so, thankfully, uh, a, a, t- a professor of ours, uh, Ron Zink, offered up a website that we went to. Um, do you remember the website, Jocelyn? Uh, New Play Exchange. Oh. New Play Exchange. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a really great resource. There's a lot of largely unproduced playwrights on the website that can upload their own personal work. And we were really honestly blessed with, we have seven playwrights. Uh, Two of them are local, one of them being myself. And the other is a a peer of ours named Robert Nutt, who goes to UNO with us. But a lot of our playwrights were, they just were happy that we were doing a festival like this at UNO and just donated their pieces to us and have been, we've worked very closely with them throughout the entire process, which has been, I know for me, it's been incredible. And the actors have really built those relationships with them as well. So we have seven plays and then five spoken word pieces. Aaron, yeah. is that right? That's not right. <laughs> oh, wow. I believe it may be four now. Not sure. It is four. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So it's 11 pieces total, yes. So is this working kind of similar to other festivals? Will will someone have to attend two days to see all 11, or how is that scheduling going to work? So you no. will see all 11 pieces in one night. And the spoken word cool. pieces each run about a minute to two minutes. Okay. So while 11 pieces sounds kind of daunting, um, overall it'll run about an hour 30, we're thinking. so. Okay, okay. It'll move pretty quickly, kind of like a you're standing on a street corner and the cars are whizzing by, sort of that kind of yeah, feeling. That sounds yeah. really neat, though. So that's – I was, I was going to ask you where you got the idea for the title then. So that's how, that's how that kind of came about, that thought process of – Crossing the street? Yeah. Yeah. So it actually comes from a Nina Simone quote um, where she talks about how you can find prejudice in America simply by crossing the street. And I am a dual major. So I have a uh, I'm getting my B.A. in theater, but I'm also getting a B.F.H. in black studies. And, you know, we recently have been looking a lot at segregation in America and that whole idea of the civil rights movement and how eerily parallel it is to today. And Ron Zank, who's the professor Aaron mentioned earlier, had kind of like shed his own personal view on how we, back then they would cross the street to avoid difficult conversations. And now we're crossing the same streets to engage in those conversations and find common ground with each other. And I mean, that was like the first name that we threw out and that was the one that stuck. And I, I think it, I've been a little like kind of wavy on it because I'm like, man, it was the first one and we could have found another one. But like, I really do think it was meant to be called Crossing the Street. Yeah. And it really just encompasses what we're trying to do here, I think. Now that explain and talk that whole thing out, I don't think there's any other thing you could have called it. (laughs) It's wonderful. Right. (laughs) That is completely perfect. So 
just a little bit more philosophical. So what kind of things do you, I mean, I know that this is, this is wonderful to bring this to everyone, but what do you hope to accomplish with this festival? And what messages would you really like for, for this festival to bring about? I think personally, I would like to just start the conversation of race and not have it be this looming thing over our heads that no one wants to talk about in the room. Um, Fair enough. What do you think about that, Jocelyn? Yeah, I agree with that. I think also for me, too, a thing Aaron and I spoke a lot about when we were looking for these pieces was how being a person of color in America is often boiled down to your experience and your with trauma and those things that have been traumatic in your life, like prejudice and, and um, hate crimes and just things you see on the news. And that's not all the experience of being a person of color is. There's yeah. a lot of joy and there's a lot of community involved. So when we were looking at picking pieces for the festival, there are definitely those moments where we do touch on those traumatic experiences, but there are also moments of joy. You know, we have a show that has two women of color and then a Caucasian girl and they're hunkering down for quarantine and they're talking about not shaving their legs anymore. Like yeah. there, there are moments where we really wanted to focus on as I guess sort of corny as it all is, we are all people. <laughs> yeah, the human and aspect of all of us, absolutely. Exactly. We kind of yes. sometimes maybe might forget that. Hmm? Yes, women <laughs> yeah. everywhere can can relate to the not shaving of the legs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine. Just saying. Yes. And and just seeing, um, you know, people of color on stage just be on stage without it having to necessarily be about, right. you know. Yeah their race and and while i do think that is important we we wanted to shed light on that as well that was just it's a great reminder that we all are human and we're all connected i'm very excited to see it and i'm surprised that you can get it together in an hour and a half that just seems like it's it's a lot in just a short amount of time yeah we'll see how the hour and a half goes (laughs) (laughs) i guess when we we roll into tech saturday we'll we'll start getting more of an idea optimistically (laughs) an hour and a half and i mean it's 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 still a theater thing. So like every day, uh, things are getting shorter and shorter. And uh, we're well, true. Uh, I mean, personally, in in one of the shows that I'm in, we are starting to hop on top of each other's lines and get them mm-hmm. just like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aaron, are you a theater major as well? Then at UNO? Yeah, I have been for four or five ish years now. <laughs> yeah, so you're into I'm, your last your last years. I'm here. getting there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And and Jocelyn, you said that you're getting, did you say you got an MFA? It's a, they have a, it's a BA program a BA. Uh, for theater. And then a BFH, which is a, like a soft science in black studies. Okay, so I have a okay. dual major. Okay. Go. So are, is this your last year as well? It is, yes. I graduate in May. Wonderful. Congratulations. Oh, you get Thank to go you. Out. I am ready. Uh, <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and I'm sure, you know, with, with the pandemic, it hasn't seemed like the normal college experience as your first couple of years. But congratulations. You guys get to go out with a bang on this wonderful festival and this great yeah. message that we all really need right now. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I was personally really lucky. I got to be like my, the first show that I was ever in was called Blood at the Root. And it was so similar to to the topics that we're talking about now. Yeah. And now one of my last shows is going to be this and it's amazing. 
Yeah. Kind of full circle. Yeah, absolutely. It's Very beautiful. nice indeed. And and just as a college question, because you guys have been there for more than the last couple of years, uh, what has, and, and both involved in theater, what has the sort of the, uh, the college theater experience been pre-pandemic, during post-pandemic? What, <laughs> what, what changed? I don't know what what do you think changed for and and did something change maybe for the good uh, because of time away you know what I mean I I, right, I don't know yeah. it's yeah, an interesting really, perspective that you guys have I've been now. thinking about that a lot lately actually because with so I do costume design by trade now mm-hmm. that's kind of like but I also have directed and play written and I don't know I, I wear all sorts of hats I guess yeah but, um I don't really spend a ton of time like in our green room area, which is kind of where all the the kiddos hang out. And everybody that I spent the majority of my career in at UNO with has already graduated, except for like Aaron and one other person. Um, So it's been like over the last two years, it's been like really sad not being able to have those cast parties and hang out in the green room between classes and things like that. Like things where we were used to doing that every day. Mm -hmm. And then now I, I can go in the green room again and I've been kind of like spending time in there and I don't know, just like meeting all these new students. And there's been a good change, I think in the industry that I've seen doing freelance work and also at the collegiate level where there's more of a, like an ensemble feeling. It's no longer separated between like, we're the designers and I'm the director and you're the actors. It's like, we're doing this together. Interesting. So I think that's been a good change. Yeah. But I do miss hanging out. I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah. That's yes. (laughs) Can't blame you there. Um, I mean, as for me personally, uh, we started the big pandemic, like halfway through one of my classes that i was really excited for it was acting one or acting two i believe okay and so we had to transition from in class to zoom and it was just so weird having a class where you have to do exercises and move around to like (laughs) to this (laughs) yeah exactly a little box on the screen so yeah just jarring kind of a yeah, that's the way I want to put it. <laughs> <laughs> and and this festival isn't is in person, right? It's not a virtual option. Oh, it's yes. in person. Yes, okay. definitely. That's great. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're very excited to welcome audiences back to our theater again. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. Yep. Wonderful. Thank you so much for spending the time with us tonight. I I'm really excited for you guys, and I think this is just such a great idea and jocelyn i'm so glad that you had the dream and Stephen, that you wanted to to do this it's fantastic uh, and, and just real quick to throw it in just to make sure the performances the live performances are all going to happen at the weber fine arts theater correct correct and yes. it will be march 3rd through the 5th and 10th through the 12th or at 7 30 p.m specifically the 6th and the 13th are at 2 p.m so to get tickets, mm-hmm. get tickets online? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Tickets or online door. or you can go to our website, www.unotheater.com. Awesome. Thank you for having us. We're really, I'm thrilled. Um, I couldn't be more proud of our program. And it's it's easy to go to work every day when you've got students like this to carry the torch for us. Yeah, no kidding, huh? And 
right. to support students. I mean, I'm just I'm thrilled at the work that they're doing, and I hope that the, the patrons will come out and support the students and see this wonderful work. Wow. Uh, the tickets we're selling, it's all pay what you can. Okay. For this festival. Love okay. that. <laughs> nice. That's great. So yeah, we're 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 thrilled. So we, we will preview on March second again. We'll take one night off, and we're back on third, fourth, and fifth. And then the following weekend, we have Sunday matinees at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, all of our performances are at 7.30 in the Weber Fine Arts Building on the UNO campus. There we go. Wonderful. Well, and best of luck to Aaron and Jocelyn. This, this is your senior year. and we, Yes. We congratulate you. And I know you're going to go on to, to big things. Yes, indeed. And, and break <laughs> legs on. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you. <laughs> break legs on the upcoming performances yes. as well. Break all the legs. And... Uh, Thank you very much for coming. The name of the event is Crossing the Street, a festival of many voices. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.